good morning, everyone. Thank you for everyone to be here, and I would like to thank Tamis for allowing me to do my presentation as well. Okay, let's start. Can you hear me? Yeah. Huh? Okay, this presentation is part of my PhD research. So my PhD focuses on care practice between migrants' daughter and parents in Brazil. I research who, how, where, and when care practice are done in the context of family living apart. Thus, my research explores the ways in which migrant women and their parents negotiate, practice, and perceive care in the process of doing family at a distance. Yet, which, where, and how do technologies play a role in this process of family care practice? So the second question is the one I want to discuss in today's presentation. Such phenomenon caught my attention in 2011 during my participation as research assistant in the Temis project. The first phase of this project was dedicated to collect qualitative data. Their focus on research was on Brazilian pioneer migrants, among other groups that we heard it, Moroccans and Ukrainians. Consequently, I have interviewed 15 Brazilians among men and women. During this process of transcriptions, I noticed that the Brazilian women interviewed had come to the UK in the middle 80s and 90s, so they were part of the pioneers in, in the process of immigration to the United Kingdom. As Kubal has noticed, Brazilian migration to the UK has increased from the 90s onwards. Nevertheless, there is no studies focused particularly on the experience of Brazilian women in the United Kingdom. By trying to fill this gap, my research focused on the Brazilian women trajectory in the context of immigration. However, my aim is not to map the experience of the Brazilian women in general. Due to my work for Temis and my close involvement with the Brazilian community, I noticed that Brazilian women who moved to London in the mid of 80s, 90s and early 90s, now they are in their early 40s and 50s and are facing the challenge of traditional intergenerational expectations. Their parents are aging and they are living apart from them. So I decide to focus my attention on the experience of these Brazilian women and how do they deal with intergenerational expectation to care for their parents and how do they perceive the family relationship at a distance. So, the idea of care for someone does not involve only practical care, like hands-on care. It involves listening, talking, show concern, giving time. In this context, technology for communication has been used for migrant daughter and parents. So I understand that technology for communication are not only tools which help people to get information about immigration and or, and or keep in touch with relatives. They, pay, they play essential role for care practice and to do family at a distance. It means we should understand that technologies are not neutral instruments. They involve ambiguity and inequality and also influence the notion of family. 
The fact that a technology exists and has been used does not mean it has a positive impact on family relationships. Sometimes they have created emotional feelings of loss and nostalgia. In a sense, technologies cannot be seen as a neutral devices, as I said. They have to be contextualized. For this presentation, I show which technologies have been used by this group, where they have been used, and the emotion and feelings they cause. So the fragment below, the fragment up there, it's not below, that over the, says that over the years of immigration, the technologies has changed. For communication, for communication utilized by my granddaughter, they have changed, sorry. Telephone is the only means of communication that has been used continuously by then, even though other technologies exist. More or less, up to 2005, the interviewees said that they have sent letters and cards to their families. After that, all participants said they had stopped sending letters. The most used means of communication, according to them, has been the telephone. First, first they have to use boost phones, then landlines, and nowadays they use Skype. However, Skype has been a restricted use. They still call their mothers landline, while Skype is more used to talk to their siblings. <coughs> At this point, I have observed that there is a generational divide, digital divide, and a dependence of the siblings to assess the newest technology. Our mothers simply refuse to use it because they do not like what the new, the new technology offers. So I would like to present two fragments of interviews which shows what I'm saying. So this one that is there. One of the interviews said to me, at the beginning was just letters. It was really beautiful. It was looking at, I was looking at them another day. The letters were from my mother and my sister. Until five years ago, I used to send letters. I do not send it anymore. I used to send letters and photos. It was powerful. For example, once I sent a picture of a boyfriend and, my, and I remember that my mother said to me that as soon as she saw the picture, she knew he would delay my life. She felt the energy through the picture and she was right. He disturbed my life. I use Skype nowadays. I used to call a number. I could talk and it was very cheap, like one pee per minute. But I don't have landline anymore, so I use Skype. Another interesting account was from another interviewee. She said, my mother came here and stayed for six months. I suggest that we could maybe install Skype in her house in Brazil. But she said, mm, I don't know. I think it's weird to talk and see you, but we are not together. My mother says, I don't like to see you on that way. Sometimes I feel that it brings closeness, but it is hard to deal with this feeling because it brings also homesickness. Then you see and know and that you are not there. 
I know that is maybe because I'm not we are not used to it. I use it in my work all the time, but with my family, I think it is harder. It makes me feel more homesick. I see them and I think I cannot be there. So, the place of technology of communication and technology of communication has changed also over the years of their immigration. In, this first, in their first years, the communication was made in the public space by using boost phones. By using boost phones, they have to negotiate with other people such, such place of communication. They refer that there were some broken boost phones which could be used for free. As landline became cheaper in London and also in Brazil, by the end of the 90s, their communication has been transformed. It became to happen from home to home. The technologies for communication has been placed and used at home. We can see such transformation in the next interview fragment. My parents did not have telephone in, in, in 1991. In 1991, it was a furniture to call. I used to go to phone booths. That, by that time, there was a trick, she laughs. There were some telephone booths in London that you could use for free. You have to know a combination of numbers or you could use a small box and attach it to the telephone in a, in a booth. Then you could dial a number and talk for free. So there was always a queue in front of those telephones. Both. It was a mix of happiness and fear because it was illegal. So you were happy that you could talk more with your family. But at the same time, there was a fear of being caught. Afterwards, we could have a landline. So I call my mother landline as well so I could talk from my house and she as well. Even with the introduction of mobile phone and Skype, all my participants said to call their parents and siblings from their house. They usually communicate with, okay, with them in the evening and Saturdays. The idea of communicate on Sundays is very relevant. As a Christian country, Sunday means the day and of the week which should be dedicated to be to be with family. So for Brazilians, communicate with their parents on Sunday is a way to keep family practice and care. Okay, at this point of this presentation, I'd like to discuss the idea of emotion and feeling. I will present two accounts, one link with the idea of co-presence and, and availability, and the other the idea of co-presence and coexistence. The first account presents the ambiguity that technologies can create in regarding co-presence and availability. One interview has tried to develop a routine of communication with her mother, but it does not work as she expected. Her account also presents her disappointment with the technology as it makes her too much available. She also points out that the technology has increased a sense of obligation to be available at any time and space and to people that she did not want to. Her account also makes me think that the lack of money constraints as Skype is free creates a sense of being available and also what Turco says always on. 
Uh, when my mother got ill in 2007, until the beginning of these years, I used to call every day for by phone or Skype at 7 o'clock, Brazilian time. For the beginning of this year, I decided to slow down and be distant. I'm tired of being involved in everything all the time. So now I'm calling once a week on the telephone. To be honest, Skype annoys me because my mother lost the sense of the others. I'm there and she starts talking to somebody else in the room and then she goes to have her coffee and answer the phone and I'm on the Skype waiting as an idiot. She thinks I'm she thinks it is like I'm there, sitting on the sofa, and she can do something else. In the Skype, you can talk more, but, I, but being on the Skype can be good, but also very annoying. The conversation is too long on Skype. Telephone is faster and shorter. The second account, the second account and they're gonna be the last one. The second account brings the idea that more than being co-presence, in order to, par to take part of family care and practice, there is a need of coexisting. Keeping in touch by using technology can create a, a, a certain feeling of co-presence, but it does not fulfill people's feeling of coexistence. The next, the next account shows uh, such reflection. I think it, the hardest is not the commemorative events, but the coexistence on everyday activities. For example, my niece is going to get married, and she is very young. She is only 18 years old. Do you know what is said? It is, it is realized that we have been living apart from her all her adolescent periods. I feel like I have stolen this from my daughters. I used to. They used to be close cousins, but I stole this coexistence, this live together and share experience. It's sad. Finally, I'd like to challenge the idea that once you can keep in touch, family relationship will be carried on, unchangeable. The absence of the body in the everyday life makes different to family life. I finalize my presentation with the follow account. We do not spend holiday and weekend together. They felt, they felt a lot that I'm not there. We used to do many things together, but when you live, you live. People, do, people find another things to do. They, do not, they are not around you anymore. There are another people around them. Our space was feel, filled up with somebody else in a sense. Sometimes I go to Brazil and nobody, nobody, nobody asks me how my life here is. When you leave people's lives physically, you live. You are not there. You do not matter that much anymore. You lost the space that you had when you were there. You do not coexist from another country. You can call, but you, cannot, but you do not coexist. To conclude, I argue that technology in context of immigration and family life should, be seen, should not be seen only as a tool to promote network systems of connections, they involve emotion and feelings. Okay. <laughs>